0: The following audio is from Summit Church. For more information on Summit Church, visit www.summitonline.tv. Covenant Membership requirement. If you want to be a member here, we ask that you sign on with this. Uh, The second requirement, you can read it on the board behind me. It says that I have read and I affirm the essential beliefs of Summit Church. And I will then align with the teachings of Scripture in regard to all other doctrines in This church and this body, we have six essential beliefs. Uh, We take them from Scripture. Uh, We believe this about those six essential beliefs. Um, They are mandatory. Because if you take one out, we believe the whole thing falls. Not the church. We believe the whole thing realm of Christianity falls. If you take out any one of these six essential beliefs, we have a whole lot more beliefs. We call them non-essential beliefs. We, we can be in disagreement on those, but we cannot be in disagreement upon these six essential beliefs, because if you are, we think the whole thing kind of falls. The first three, I'm going to read to you. These are all on our website, summononline.tv. You but I'm going to read them because I think it's powerful, just even the words, uh, to make sure that you hear what we as a church do believe when it comes to these six essential beliefs. The first essential belief is about God, and it says this. God the Father is the creator of heaven and earth. Thank you, Lord. By his word and for his glory, he freely and supernaturally created the world out of nothing. Through the same word, he daily sustains all his creatures. He rules over all, and together with the Son and the Holy Spirit is the only sovereign we believe that God is God, and I know this sounds foolish, but there really is no other way to say it. God is the God. There is no other God but Him. Regarding Jesus, we believe that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God. He is the eternal Word made flesh, supernaturally conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. There's so much there, oh my. He is perfect in nature, teaching and obedience, and no one else That has ever walked this earth is. He alone is perfect. He is fully God and he is fully man. He was always with God and he is God. He is the only savior for the sins of the world. Having shed his blood and died a vicarious death on Calvary's cross. Oh there's sermons galore there. By his death in our place for us. He revealed the divine love and upheld divine justice, removing our guilt and reconciling us to God. He is the head of his body. That is the church. And I believe this with everything in me. He should be adored, loved, and served, also obeyed by all. That's what we believe about Jesus Regarding the Holy Spirit, he is co-equal with the Father and the Son of God. He is present in the world to make men aware of their need for Jesus Christ. He also lives in every Christian from the moment of salvation, simply saying, we don't think you have to receive the Holy Spirit later. He provides Christians with power for living, understanding of spiritual truth, and guidance in doing what is right. He gives every believer spiritual gifts when they are saved as Christians We will seek to live under his control daily. Now, I know I flew through those, but the scripture references after each one of those are where we take those truths from. The reason that the first three essential beliefs of our church are about God the Father, God the Son, Jesus Christ, and God the Holy Spirit is because of this. What you believe about God affects everything you do. What you believe to be true about God affects everything you do. Let me give you some examples. If you believe that God is a loving God, then that will impact how you love others. If you believe he is a mean, vindictive God, then that probably will affect you as well. If you believe he is a missional God that we talked about a few weeks ago, that will affect how you live your life missionally. If you want to live for God, you have to understand who God is and what he's about. If you believe he is a just God, if you believe that he will reconcile all accounts, then that allows you to respond to injustice differently. You don't have to fight everybody. You can allow God to handle the injustice in this world as you simply seek to love. What you believe about the Holy Spirit's role in your life will determine a lot, but specifically it will determine who is in control. You can, you can have differing opinions about different spiritual gifts and so on and so forth, but at the end of the day, the Holy Spirit exists to guide and to lead, and what we believe about the Holy Spirit will answer the question, who is in control of your life? Once again, remove any one of those truths, those essential beliefs, and we believe the whole thing crumbles. Our fourth essential belief is about Scripture, about the Word of God, and it says this, we accept the Bible... Including the 39 books of the Old Testament, 27 books of the New Testament. Quick math, its 66 books. We accept it to be the written word of God. That is a bold statement these days. We say this is the word of God. The Bible is an essential and infallible record of God's self-disclosure to mankind. God revealing himself to us. This is an infallible record of that The Bible leads us to salvation through faith in Jesus Christ, being given by God. The scriptures are both fully and verbally inspired by God. God is the author of this through the hands of men. Therefore, as originally given, the Bible is free of error in all that it teaches. There's a big one. Each book is to be interpreted according to its context and purpose and in reverent obedience to the Lord who speaks through it in living power. We have a how to study the Bible, equipping class happening during the next service that will teach you how to do that last sentence, how to interpret each book in the context and purpose. I know this is kind of dull. But this is important. This is truth. And when it comes to what we believe to be true about Scripture, I would say that that is the most important and therefore the most dividing truth. Because I'll be honest, the truth that I just spoke about God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, we find it in Scripture. The truth that I will reveal about humans and salvation, it too comes from Scripture. So this is kind of the tipping point If you believe what has been said about scripture, that it is the infallible word of God. If you believe that, then you can take these other essential truths from it and take them to the bank. But, if you do what many in our culture do and you go, this is a good book. This has some good truth in it. We should probably read it and extrapolate some of the truth but to think that it is free from air that's silly it has to have air I mean how many different people wrote it over how many different centuries it has to have it to think that this has no air is silly to think that this is the only truth and that if you don't believe what's written in here then you're going to hell that is just closed minded that's arrogant that does not fit with how I want to live my life and in fact, here's, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take bits and pieces of this that I want to apply to my life in order to create and construct for myself my own belief system. I kind of call this relativism. It's pretty prominent in our culture today. It's relative to what you want to believe. You get to take the pieces that you like and you get to discard the pieces that you don't. Boy, this is dangerous, because when we get to choose what we want to believe, we ultimately are just going to choose what is easiest for us. Where does Scripture uphold what I want to be about, the values I want to have? And whenever Scripture tries to command me to do something I don't want to do, then I'm just going to disregard that and say that is untrue, it's unhistorical, it's unwhatever. I'm just going to throw out the parts that I don't want in search of what's best for you. Here's the problem, church. I'm just faithful enough to believe that what is written in here is what's best for you. I I just happen to believe that what is written in these pages is what is best for you. And I'm not sure that we have the capability on our own to know what is best for us. We believe that scripture is the word of God. What we believe about humans, this is important too. We believe people are made in the spiritual image of God to be like Him in character, We're, we are made by God in His image. People are the supreme object of God's creation. And as the crown of creation, man was created that they might glorify Him through enjoying fellowship with Him. Although every person has tremendous potential for goods, there's some good people out there. All of us are marred by an attitude of disobedience towards God called Sin. And sin separates us from God, and it causes his beloved creation to become objects of his wrath. The big church word that we would probably use here is to say that humans are totally depraved. On their own, left on their own, no matter how good they think they are, they're not good enough to reconcile themselves back to God. They need saving. Sin mars all of Creation. So here's what that essential belief then tells us. This view of sin's brokenness within humanity, it puts us in a place of dependence upon God's grace. We're no longer reliant upon our own goodness, righteousness, or spiritual acts. We're dependent upon God. This belief about humans, while maybe not that popular, is very important. It's very important to understand our brokenness before God and because of sin. Which leads us to our last essential belief regarding salvation. Salvation is God's free gift to us that we must accept. We can never make up for our own sin. There there it is. By self-improvement or good works. By behavior modification. By anything else that we might try. Only by trusting in Jesus Christ as God's offer of forgiveness through grace. Can anyone be saved from sin's penalty? When we turn from our self-ruled life and turn to Jesus in faith, we are saved. Eternal life begins at the moment one receives Jesus Christ into his or her life by faith. Church, if you believe that there is no other way for man to save themselves, if you believe that, if you take this to be truth, if you believe that salvation comes through Jesus Christ alone, um, I believe that will compel us to mission. If you believe that every person who is not in faith with Jesus Christ, every person that is not there is going to spend eternity separated from God, if you believe that to be truth, it should do something in you. That's why truth matters. That's why we're talking about this. And that's how I just spent 20 minutes reading the essential beliefs from our website. And that should spur us to live missionally, to give our lives away. For this one purpose, if you believe these things to be true, and we do as a church, if you believe them to be true, then it would not take you very long at all to think of people in your sphere who do not believe them to be true, And if you believe that this truth is essential, and if you have any love of Jesus Christ in your heart, then you would want others to know the freeing truth that you know. And you would do whatever it takes to give your life away for that truth so that they might know that truth and live in its freedom with you. Jesus talks about this. The importance of truth. Two quick passages of scripture. John chapter 14 verse 16. Jesus said, I am the way. The way back to God. I am the truth. All truth can be found in me. And I am the life. In me you find life and life abundant. No one comes to the Father except through me. That is a statement of truth. One that should compel us to mission if we believe it to be true. John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. Jesus is talking to a group of Jewish believers who are talking about being freed from actual slavery. And Jesus makes it very spiritual. And he said to the Jews who had believed in him, verse 31, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. If you believe what I teach you to be true, then you are really my followers. Then you will know the truth, because I will teach you the truth, and the truth, it will set you free. It will set you free specifically from slavery and the bonds of sin. This truth, the the essential truth that we just spoke, will set people free from sin. And if you believe that what we said about humans is true, that sin is the root cause of all of this problem, and there's truth in Jesus Christ that he will set us free from sin, then we've got something powerful, church. We've got truth. We've got truth in a world that says there is none, and we've got it. And it doesn't make us exclusive. It doesn't make us anything. It makes us good. It makes us good because God has made us good, and God has given us his truth, and none of it is because we're awesome or smarter or better. Because we know Jesus. and We know the truth. He is the truth. There is a thing, there's a kind of life that every person on this planet wants to live and that every person on this planet chases after. It's a kind of life that we've been hardwired to desire. Um, the only difference is... How we chase after that life and where we look to find it. That's the only difference. Every person ultimately wants the same thing. Every person wants purpose. I want my life to have purpose. Every person wants purpose. If you believe the truth of the word, then you believe that God has a specific plan for your life That isn't necessarily what the world says is important. There is truth that God has a purpose for you that may not be for you to be successful. The world says that everyone's purpose is to be a success, but what if God's specific purpose for you is different? Don't you want purpose? You can find it in Him. Every person on this planet wants to be valued. As a believer in Jesus Christ, you believe that you have been perfectly created as a child of God and you are worthy of God's own son's life. That's how valuable you are. If you do not believe that truth, then your value is found in what others say about you, how many likes your post had. That is an awful way to try and find value. Every person on this planet wants to know that there is hope. That there is hope out there. We have hope concerts and hope rallies and we get all worked up about hope because hope is an essential part of life. If you have no hope, then I believe you have an awful life. And God is currently reconciling the entire world to himself. And one day he's going to restore it perfectly back to the way he created it to be. In that truth, I find great hope. I find great hope knowing that God's doing something about this world. he's not just sitting there going, oh, well, I hope hope it all works out. Oh, golly. He's not doing that. He has a plan. He's paved the way. He paid the price. He is reconciling man back to himself through the church. And one day, one perfect day, the heavens are going to part, the trumpet's going to sound, and God's going to come back and put it all back in the perfect order. That gives me hope. If you do not believe that truth, then the only hope you can have is that you yourself or that someone else will become an agent of change and will come in and change this world. There have been some people that have made great strides, that have made huge impacts. But look at where we are, church. As great as they've been and as much as they've done, this world is still completely broken. We have one who will bring us true hope, and that is Jesus Christ. Everyone wants eternal life. I, I've never met anyone, even an atheist, who's like, man, I, I hope that when I breathe my last, I just go straight to the earth and get eaten by worms. Like, and I don't want, no one I've ever met really, truly hopes for that. We all want some kind of eternal life, and if you believe the truth of God, then you believe that God's free gift to all who believe is eternal life. But if you don't believe that truth, then your best guess is of what happens to you when you die, that's all you have to go on. And boy, there's some, there's some good ones out there. Uh, I'll go with the gift of eternal life that comes through Christ Jesus. We all want to know that we are going to be provided for. God tells us in his word that we do not have to worry about tomorrow what we'll eat, what we'll drink, or what we'll wear. That he has us and he will provide for us. If you don't believe that God is a God of, <coughs> of provision, then you're left to look out for number one and to do whatever it takes to provide for yourself. We want to be protected. We want to know it's going to be okay. If you believe God is sovereign and his hand is on you, then you can find that protection from him. If you don't, then the protection you seek will come in the form of security. In our world, security comes in two forms, money and power more money you have, the more power you have, the more secure you are. But go ahead and read a paper. Very wealthy, very powerful people are no more safe than any of us. God's hand will protect us. Everyone in this world is looking for joy. Some may call it happiness. I I would call it joy. The The whole gospel of Jesus exists to bring glory to God and then to produce in us our ultimate joy, which is in Jesus Christ. Now, a lot of us are going, I, man, I want to believe that. I want to believe that my ultimate joy is in Jesus Christ, but I've never tasted that. I've never seen that to be true because, you know, my life isn't great. And I have moments of happiness, but joy, true joy, abundant joy, that's, that's not me. And I've been a follower of Jesus for 35 years. I, I believe that that statement is still true. that our greatest joy and pleasure will be found when we delight and please God. And that takes giving our lives away, and that takes living missionally, that takes stretching ourselves, that takes doing something radical and reckless. You're not going to experience that joy until you do it. I, I really don't believe that you can sit idly and selfishly and intermittently reach out to God and ever experience this kind of true joy, but it is true. If you don't believe this, then you're just going to do whatever makes you happy. But, man, those things seem to get ripped away a lot. Everyone here, and this, I hear this a ton, everyone here wants answers for the bad things in life. Why did that girl drive through that crowd at OSU? Why? Why, God? If you've, if you've walked this earth for more than a few years, you've experienced great tragedy and great suffering, and, and everyone wants answers the why. Well, <clears throat> the gospel tells us why. The why is because we live in a fallen world. We live in a broken world with a lot of sin. That's not the question I'm asking. Why does God allow it? Because we live in a fallen world, a broken world with a lot of sin. That is a bunk answer, Todd. He could stop it. I, did, I believe he could. he did he's reconciling us back to him he's ultimately going to restore it, and sin's going to be no more in the meantime it's about what you believe we all want to have a great life that leaves a great legacy i believe that life to the full abundant life is not you making the most of it i believe that life to the full abundant life is you trusting jesus christ I believe that with everything in me. And that truth is powerful because that truth will set us free from the things of this world. Jesus is for all people ultimately the way that they will find purpose, value, hope, eternal life, provision, protection, joy, answers, life. Jesus is that. I am not close-minded and ignorant to believe it. I know it because I've experienced it and I want others in this world to know that truth. A reckless life of truth will be a life spent trying to let others see the truth that has been shown to me, the truth that is Jesus Christ. Everyone wants this. Well, they don't want Jesus. No, but they want this. Everyone wants hope. Everyone wants life. Everyone wants provision. Everyone wants this. Everyone does. We were hardwired to want this. The truth is that we believe Jesus is it. Do you get what I'm saying? That's why truth matters. They may not want your Jesus, but they want this. And if you believe that Jesus is the way that they will receive this, then that will compel you to give your life away For the glory of God, for the cause of Christ, and for the spread of this truth. As the band comes back out here, I just want us to hear this last statement. Your view or your belief of God, Jesus, of mankind, of salvation. Your view, the view that the church holds, it will be called exclusive. It will be called absolute. In a world of relativism where truth is determined by the individual and that individual should never be questioned, I'm saying that we don't question the individual, we simply carry the banner of truth. I don't want you to go enter into nine intellectual debates this week to try and prove why bad things happen to good people. I want you to go love, I want you to go live And I want you to go embrace this truth, which is Jesus Christ. And when you see others who are searching for hope, for protection, for joy, for eternal life, then I want you to be equipped to be able to share with them where you find that for yourself. The only way that you will be able to do that is if you truly have embraced that truth for you. So if you have, hallelujah, go live and tell others about the truth that will set you free. But if you haven't, you're sitting here going, I ain't got no purpose, value, hope. The truth doesn't change. I believe you will find that in Jesus Christ, and I believe you could find that here today. So regardless of where you're at, you can respond today to this truth, to the truth that is Jesus Christ. You can pray for those that you know need it, or you can come ask for it yourself. But I don't think that any of us can fail to respond today. You can't just hear this and go, all right, another good one. I don't know why I read all that stuff that's on the internet. Now, I think you got to respond. Whether it's for yourself or whether it's on behalf of someone else. Our pastors and our prayer teams are going to be up here. We have communion in the back. That, that is a beautiful picture of the truth that is Jesus Christ. I want you to respond. I want you to respond to him today. That's prayer, whatever that looks like. I want us to move because of this truth. Father, give us the grace to do that, to move because of this truth. Allow your power and your truth to set us free as we come and we humble ourselves before you. God, let prayer be the key to unlocking this truth in others' lives. May we lift up those that need this truth. And God, may we ourselves who need it, may we come and find it in you. We need your grace. Holy Spirit, come and move. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and respond to him. Church.